Hello and welcome to the African Women's Development Fund Sisters Voices podcast. I am your host, Huita Kwada, and I'll be exploring the mental health and well-being of young women in African universities in a four-part episode series titled, How Are You Doing, Sis? In this episode, I'll be speaking to Israel and welcome, Israel. Please tell us about yourself. So uh, I'm Israel uh, Ben Abdallah, um, a senior student at uh, Tunis Business School in Tunisia. Um, actually, I'm graduating this month. So this is my, uh, my <laughs> last, let's say, uh, days at university. Um, I study marketing and business analytics. And um, I've been a student for five years. Great. Thank you so much for joining us, Isra. Um, Right into the questions that I have for you today. Um, So you've shared that you've been a student for the past five years. In those five years, what kind of support did you experience with regards to mental health and wellness issues? Mm. Um, Actually, I would start by saying that um, understanding (laughs) what mental health is at first was not something was not a given for me it's actually when I started um, getting into the state of a burnout I would say in 2019 and not understanding why I'm continuously not feeling well and why I can't control my my thoughts and my emotions and I feel like I'm in the in a continuous state of anxiousness. And that's when I started Googling this state. And and that's when I got to understand that there is something wrong with my mental health and that mental health is real. We never get the chance in the past to get educated about it or get um, instructed on how to deal with and what is it exactly and what does it feel to take care of your mental health and in and your well-being and so when I started understanding those um, symptoms and I started diagnosing myself I understood that I needed help and that help could not come from only my inner me as I was struggling to understand my problem back then and the only support that I got it was from my very very close friends Mm. Uh, we did not have any mechanism in the university that um, teaches us about these things or that raises awareness about mental health in general or how to take care of your wellness and on and on. So um, there was no way to ask for support within the university community. My support system was my very, very close friends. Mm -hmm. And um, I started simply sharing what I'm feeling and trying to understand with them what I'm feeling. I don't know if uh, this is this can be considered as a very long reply to your question. No, it's perfect. It's, it leads right into my next question, right? I'm very happy that um, you you managed to like communicate and reach out to the friends closest to you. How did you 
meet these friends and this system that you sort of formed for yourself um and like how did you know that they are a safe space for you to vocalize and talk about the issues that you're having um i i in in the introduction i mentioned that i was um interested in the, in all kinds of clubs and associations and being active in the civil society and it was uh, within uh, an organization uh, named isec where i got to get introduced to mental health uh, issue and discussions and we had rituals um, of uh, holding discussions within groups and teams and to understand what is wrong with the performance of, uh, of uh, some departments and uh, how can we improve the work and operations of, um, of certain teams. And, and within those evaluation discussions, we get to also expose our personal struggles and we talk about what's working and what's not working and, and how we feel about problems and our uh, internal problems that we don't get the chance to share in um, publicly like in any random space so we needed a certain closeness i would say mm. and a certain bond a certain connection um so that people can open up that I would say trust is the foundation of opening up. If you feel like you're in, a, in, a, in an environment where everybody's struggling and everybody's willing to talk about it, you feel encouraged to do so. And that's when the barriers got um, distracted little by little. And we started openly discussing mental health problems and, we even started like changing some team dynamics and team habits uh, in terms of taking rest, in terms of um, uh, maybe searching for ways to to make um, uh, the job less stressful or, you know, that those kind of uh, um, a small actions that you start taking to address the issues that people are facing. Yeah. yeah. That's a very interesting fact. I'm also an Isaacer. Um, and I, 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 Isaac did the same for me too. I remember I was, I think I was in second year on my first degree and Isaac created, because like there are people from different levels of that, that study life, you are meeting people in the final year, you're meeting people in all the different years and people who your only connection is that you are here to have fun. We're not connecting because we are doing a group project. We're not connecting because we're studying. We are just trying to make ourselves better. And yeah, it's I, I find it really interesting that like both of us experience yeah. that <laughs> amazing community. <laughs> um, and I, I think huh, the next question I would have is, You've mentioned that you didn't the, the there wasn't talk in your classrooms about mental health. And I want to know what specific needs did have you observed throughout your five years in your university community um, that you think need intervention, the mental health needs you see in your university, especially, especially for women. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that 
it is associated often with a big fear of being judged. There is a big stigma around mental health and there are many people who say that they are aware of the problem, but they don't actually feel what it means to be struggling mentally. And so they, they, they can't put their shoes, themselves in the shoes of, uh, of the people who are actually struggling. And so my, my main idea here is that there is a problem with understanding the problem. Mm. Women tend to talk more than men about their mental struggles, but, but certainly they don't feel comfortable doing so in public. Yeah. But still, they, I would say they are more courageous to talk about that and they, they feel more comfortable. And I don't see a good correlation here because it makes um, talking about mental health as if it's a weakness and women feel more comfortable talking about it because they are more vulnerable as, mm. uh, as um, beings, which is totally wrong. I, I have been reading about the, um, the suicide rates uh, recently caused by mental problems. And I figured out that it is that like the statistics are dominated by men. Mm. Men actually uh, have higher suicide rates due to the mental illnesses they're um, struggling with because they are not open they don't they they are not open about it and they they don't feel that it empowers them mm. so um i would say in terms of awareness in my university the community is more um the the feminine community is more open about talking about their mental problems but still it's um it, it's not a considerable, let's say, um, level to which you can be confident enough that you will be in a safe space and you will get to express yourself without nobody's hindering your personal development or, uh, or having any certain consequences on you sharing mm -hmm. your story or your experience. I, I wanna know, one thing that your support system, whether your friends or Isaac have, has done for you that you did not expect, whether it was in a positive manner that like it helped you or in a negative um, aspect? Um, certainly for me, it was a, a positive experience. Mm. Um, I was lucky to have these friends who would spot if I'm doing okay or not without me even talking. So the support came in, uh, not requested from my side, but it was a proactiveness from their side. And um, it feels um, as a blessing to, to, to be besieged by a community that does that for you. Mm. And uh, so they would remind me of, my strength and they would empower me to literally let it all out to talk about it and they would never judge me they would know that i'm having that down moment and they would let me speak they would let me 
understand myself through their questions and through their listening. Mm -hmm. And that on itself is a very first step of um, getting better. And they make you also understand if you really need medical uh, assistance or if you can just um, um, go through and um, grow through this experience just by them being very good active listeners by your side. Yeah, um, I get that. And um, like I, I, I wish more of um, university students had this kind of support, but knowing that I don't think everyone has that kind of support, um, what kind of university support would you wish you had gotten specifically from your university? Like what kind of support um, do you wish was available to students in your university? Um, first thing that came to my mind is training for the teachers, the professors. If, if the person that teaches you for six, eight hours during your week, if that person doesn't understand you and doesn't understand your struggles, certainly that education you're trying to get out of their classes will be less impactful and less meaningful for you. If you're struggling, if you're having your down moment during those two hours of math, math class and trying to concentrate and then nothing seems to be understandable for you, but you confuse that with the fact that you label yourself as stupid, as uh, incompetent, mm -hmm. as not smart. That's where the problem is. If you get to destroy your self-esteem in that process, that's where mental health gets critically critical mm. for students. That's why I really believe that professors should get a certain training to understand this generation and what this, um, the young people they're teaching, what are, are they going through and how they can go through the, their problems. And certainly they also have their own problems and they did not get any training or any um, education on how to deal with those problems. So firstly, I would say um, like the administration, the professors, they should start having that talk. What can we do for our students? What, what support, what little action actions can we start with so that we actually start addressing the issue because the issue is there and we cannot turn blind eye to it. There are a lot of students who are dropping out who have dropped out this year specifically because of the mental stress and mental struggles they were going through and, and their GPA got very low because of that mm -hmm. and nobody's considering their state. Yeah. So that's actually a big problem. Um, I would also say that having counselors and psychiatrists at, uh, the, at, um, at the service of students is, uh, is something that, um, that is essential right now. And not just any typical 
uh, counselor or it, it should be someone who is well-trained, someone who understands specifically Gen Z, this generation that has specific characteristics and has specific um, angle of seeing the world. Yeah. There, are, there are a lot of structural uh, efforts that can be done, but starting with saying that we know that the problem is there and we are trying to understand it with you. That's the purpose for me. The administration should start having this discussion with students. Scientific council should not be about grades only, should not be about uh, the mm. courses, the professors, and it should be addressing also the problems that students are facing mentally. So um, I would say first thing is to even open that discussion. Yeah, them normalizing, actually asking how we are and caring about the answer behind it. Um, exactly. Yeah, I actually want to know with the past year since last year with COVID and lockdowns and everything, and being away from, I guess, your, your, your support system that you built in university, how did you manage to um, stay afloat and keep yourself um, sane and your, your, your well-being um, intact? Um, actually, it was a full of ups and downs uh, for my personal experience. There was no steady uh, pattern or, um, or certain, I, I would say like I was good or I was having a bad moment for that prolonged period of time. Mm. But during that time, I kept in touch with my, um, those close connections, even virtually. We, um, we held our check, we call them check points, um, where we get to talk about how we're doing and um, how is the mental state of each and every one of us. And we try to understand why each person is feeling like that. And we try to support every person within the discussion mm -hmm. by giving uh, advice. Um, I also adopted certain habits that helped me a lot, such as journaling and um, practicing sports regularly. It's like building those small habits and routines that really work on your own well-being and your mm -hmm. own happiness. So it's a, it's a combination of, uh, of both keeping in touch with um, my social, very close social connections and um, doing that personal stuff of journaling, reading my, my favorite books and uh, practicing sport, staying active, I would say, staying active. And, um, and talk, especially talking about my problem whenever I'm having it. Mm. I would write, write it down in my journal and then when I start understanding what I'm feeling and why I'm feeling it, I would share the story in my next uh, check-in with my friends. 
Okay, thank you so much for sharing. I guess I, I've, I've never looked at it like that, like that supporting each other with our mental health. It's it's both it's both group dynamics and also individually checking in um, with yourself. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, that was the last question. This was a very interesting um, and insightful conversation um, on my end. And thank you so much for joining us. Um, do you have any last words to women across the continent um, on how we can better, how we can support each other to keep afloat? I would stress out, especially educating yourselves about mental health before you start sharing your experience and before judging yourself by yourself reading a lot about mental health and listening to different perspectives is really important because in the process you might end up bullying someone else by judging the fact that they are not ready enough to um, talk about their problems and be open to talk about it uh, in comparison with you or with anybody who, who you know is brave enough to share their their story and um, I would also say to not just go randomly talk about your experience and expose yourself um, in every context you find open. I would say try your best to be mindful of your words mm -hmm. and the environment you're in. If it's not a safe environment, you better not start um, expressing yourself just purely like that like in in a pure state of where the words come in just as they are because that might hurt you by the end and so that's why i stress the word education when you read a lot about how people are sharing their experiences and how they're educating the other people to be more empathetic be open to learn that there are people who are struggling in silence. So um, yeah, I would, uh, I would again stress the word self-education. That was another insightful episode of How You Doing Sis. Please engage and share your thoughts on this episode with us. You can find this podcast on all your major podcast platforms. You can also follow and share the work that the African Women's Development Fund does on our social media handles which you can find in the episode descriptions below.